0: What's up fam, this is Jay from Push Black. And as you know, over here, we're passionate about building black power and taking control of our liberation. One of the ways to build power together is through massive, unprecedented voter turnout. Every person in our community matters. That means you, you matter and your vote matters. Tuesday, November 8th is election day. Put that in your phone Make a plan for when you're going to go vote and help three people in your life make their plans. Hold each other accountable. Make it happen. Visit pushblackvotes.com for more information and the pledge to vote in 2022. Peace. What's up fam, this is Jay from Push Black and welcome to Season 6 of Black History Year. You know, in everything we do at Push Black, we're always asking, how do we work together to create cultural, political, and economic change? What actions must we take to gain true autonomy as a people? And what does liberation look like? Through our non-stop search and our conversations with you all, we've identified critical areas that are key to black liberation. More on that later. And for five seasons of Black History Year, the thinkers, the activists, and scholars have come through with hardline answers that lay bare roadmaps that you can use to overthrow white supremacy and manifest a liberated future. Season six will not disappoint There's a roster of guests eager to share their visions for freedom. But first, in the spirit of Sankofa, we've got to look back before we go forward, y'all. So coming up, we're revisiting the annals of Black History Year, and we're asking past guests that most important question. What does Black liberation look like for you?
1: If I were to start
2: from the perspective of Black people, it would look like Refraining from policing ourselves as much as we have been taught to, I think, in the past, allowing ourselves to realize different dimensions of our identity without being ashamed about that. And I mean that across all kinds of spectrum. So whether that be our sexuality, whether that be our gender identity or what other kind of ethnic backgrounds that we may come from, even among the Black diaspora Just allowing ourselves to be full and to show up authentically um, in whatever kind of capacity that may look like for us is, I think, the start toward understanding Black liberation.
3: You know, it means to be free, right, both in terms of, you know, free from persecution, free from oppression, but also free just to exist, Uh, I remember the first time I stepped foot in South Africa. I was in Johannesburg and I was walking the streets. And it was the first time in my life that I just felt like someone walking in the street. Nobody was looking at me or racially profiling me. And I didn't realize until I was walking on those streets that I actually had been carrying for the entirety of my life, this weight of just kind of being under surveillance, of kind of being, you know, what W.E.B. Du Bois would call kind of negotiating through this kind of double consciousness. I always worried about how somebody's going to be looking at me or, you know, I'm a big black man or whatever the case may be. Or how do I, am I being articulate? Am I, you know, am I, you know, how am I being perceived? Do I have to worry about, you know getting stopped by the police or or whatever the case may be and i just was able to to just kind of move as a as a human being through the street so liberation means just the ability to be free to just kind of focus all of those energies that we expend on just having our guard up to a degree and just being able to be creative and move through the world and enjoy the world and experience the world as a human being
4: black liberation means that Black people are able to dream, that we can imagine a wide variety of impossible things, things we've never seen, never experienced, that we can just let our imaginations go wild, and that we don't even have to consider things like white supremacy or barriers or anything other than our own individual capacity to make those dreams happen. I think that that would be true freedom for Black people to just dream big. One of the things that I do when I'm, maybe I'm giving a workshop or a training is I help people to understand the true nature of oppression because there are many different levels. And when we talk about oppression and specifically when we talk about racism, we often think about the interpersonal one person doing or saying something racist to another person. Or we think about the institutional, so legacies of housing discrimination, for example, or segregation. But there are other levels as well. We often call them the four eyes. So there's the even higher level, which is ideological. And that's kind of the ideas that undergird an entire society, the foundations upon which a Country like the United States, for example, was created. The foundational beliefs of things like white supremacy and things like capitalism. So, there's the biggest level is ideology. Then there's institutions that practice that ideology and the way they treat groups of people. There's interpersonal, which is how individual people treat each other. And then there's internalized. And that's when we start to believe things about ourselves. So we as black people often, without even realizing it, believe anti-black ideologies about ourselves. And we enact the outcomes of those ideologies against ourselves and against each other. And so helping people to understand the ways that we've internalized messages that aren't healthy, that aren't leading us towards liberation and freedom and love, and that in fact are doing the work of white supremacy for it, is a crucial aspect of what I did when I was a teacher and what I do now as I'm an educator working in a different capacity, giving workshops and trainings around the country to help people better understand how these systems really operate.
1: Black liberation looks like the continued ownership of property by my people so that they can be an example to other people of African descent, not only in the United States, but around the world. Because once you have land, you are a leader. You can liberate yourself, especially if that land is viable land in which you can protect your food security. And if you live on an island like I do, then you can also have an opportunity to be able to navigate literally the waters in ways that can be efficient, to you continuing your food security, but also in terms of moving about and continuing a legacy that we've always had. And many people don't address the fact that Africans were navigating the world before other folks got lost and found North America and that kind of thing. Um, And so it definitely speaks volumes to our science, our ability and our sustainability and continuation of cultural traditions.
5: Right now in particular, I guess one of the key aspects of that is just to feel safe, to be safe and to feel safe in the privacy of your own home. Is to be respected. Is to be treated as a full human being. I give you uh, an African proverb that goes, if you know the beginning well, the ending will not trouble you. What I see in our community is a lot of outrage, justifiably so, but I don't see a clear roadmap And I think that's rooted in the fact that a lot of us don't have a real clear knowledge of self. One of our great historians, a man named John Henry Clark said that the relationship between a people and their history is exactly the same as a relationship between a mother and her child. And so I think we, we are angry, we're outraged, but we don't have a sense of direction and identity based on a clear knowledge of self. In my work, tries to do that. I look at things from a global perspective. One of the things I always say is never start with slavery. Uh, If you think your history began with slavery, the best you will hope to be is a good slave. And so we want to, yeah, I know it's maybe overstated, but it's true that we do come from kings and queens. We come from a great place. We have a great lineage and we have to live up to that. That means that the B word has no place in our community and neither does the N word, that we can't shoot each other down in the street as if it doesn't really matter because we are shooting down royalty. And I think that if those things were instilled in our youth in particular, we would move the ball a lot further down the field.
0: Let's take a little break here. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, fam. If you love Push Black's Black History stories, you'll love our newest podcast called Two Minute Black History. It's coming soon. So what this show does is uncovers the history stories that you didn't learn in school. And we share actions that you can take right now to advance our community. So for a sneak peek, check out the episodes we've dropped in the Black History Your podcast feed. Let us know what you think and look out for more. All right. So take two minutes, get the knowledge, and you can tune in anywhere you get podcasts. Now back to the show.
6: Black liberation, for me, first and foremost, is different from from freedom. And I start there because I'd argue much of the study of African-American history has been the study of Black people's quest for freedom. Uh, and discussions of freedom are usually discussed in the realm of citizenship and rights and the nation state and sometimes integration. But as Malcolm, certainly Malcolm and James Baldwin reminds us that it makes no sense to want to integrate into a burning house and to be clear that burning house is certainly America and to fight for freedom uh, to gain the same kinds of rights as white folks doesn't quite hit the mark of what freedom really is or particularly what liberation could be. And so when I think about liberation, I first and foremost think beyond the nation state, I think beyond uh, uh, the ways in which democracy has been conceived. I think more centrally toward the human condition, human rights, if you want to be more formal about it, though I'm not trying to tap into the UN particularly, but there are certain certainly ways in which there are certain expectations uh, and endowed rights of humanity, right? So having a living wage, having access to healthcare, right? To be able to care for oneself and one's family, Um, having a sense of having a certain knowledge about how humanity operates, if you will. Um, And so when I think about liberation, I think about breaking free of chains that American democracy sort of lulls us with to say that if we can just get to this more perfect union, then everything will be fine. But I think even the perfect union is uh, the ways which we have conceived of it is problematic in and of itself. And so liberation, I think, is about sort of unlocking our minds in a certain kind of way and imagine uh, uh, a completely, completely, completely new world where, you know, I don't I don't have to earn a certain amount of money in order to have health care. I don't have to earn a certain amount of money or take on a certain amount of debt just to further my education. Liberation is all encompassing, and certainly, even my discussion here barely scratches the surface. But I would say that's, that's where I would start.
1: When we center children, when we center the elderly, when we center um, our queer brothers and sisters, those who are thought of as the least. Then that means all of us will be free. Because if the folks at the bottom got it, all of us got it. And recognizing the value that everyone brings to it and recognizing the strength that is needed and the hard conversations that are necessary for us to get there.
6: Black liberation is being free in every way, economically, socially, physically to move into our divine birthright as ancient and current Black people who are designed to just thrive. And really, it's about looking at, you know, how have I been formed to be addicted to this capitalistic model of working? How have I been formed to consume what society says about me as a Black person? How have I been formed to develop spiritualities that support some of those systems of domination and subjugation, and what does it look like for me to to take hold of my own identity as a Black person?
0: There is a reason why our liberation has not taken forth, and that's simply because of systemic racism in this country. It keeps holding us down. It's something that is centuries old and it needs to change, and now is the moment to see that change take
2: place. Black liberation is the freedom to decide our own destiny, being able to decide our interactions with the social system, to think through our history, to imagine what we would like our world to be and how we would like to raise our children, this the society and the world that we would like them to, to be in. It's freedom from oppression, freedom from poverty, every person being able to imagine what their trajectory in life will be and be able to pursue that without obstacles, being free from economic and political aggression and oppression. And all of those things are the things that impact our lives and and keep us from living the fullest life that we can. So the the work that I do and mainly my my work is focused on ancient African studies. But I also deal with more contemporary issues as well. But in all of the work that I do, I want black people and when I say black, you know we have to define what what blackness is because there's A discrepancy even amongst Black people about what that means. And for me, Black people are people of African descent all over the world, whether you're born on the continent or in the global diaspora. If you're African, African African-descended person, you are Black. So going back to your question, my work, I want people to be able to critically think about how it is that we are in predicament that we're in globally. And when it comes to thinking about what it means to be Black, the unification of Blackness takes us all the way back to the beginning of human existence on the continent, in the world. The earliest Homo sapien has been found in Ethiopia. So if you start there and you look at the migration of African people across the continent, Peopling the continent, and then peopling the world, you see that there is a long history of African people in the world. Like we made history, so unlocking that that long trajectory of common history, but it also helps us to think past or break down that wall, especially in the United States, because. A lot of people get hung up on slavery. Slavery is that wall, that mental wall. And we need to break down that wall, that barrier that keeps us from thinking about the long duration of our history. Our history did not begin with slavery. And so I think the work that I do is one way to start breaking down those mental barriers that keep us from being able to clearly see those inequalities and oppressions that keep us from from flourishing as people.
5: I feel like our job is to utilize our imagination
2: and I've been feeling like we've been
5: telling a lot of story about who we are and who we've been. And that's really important that we acknowledge the complexity of our experience. But I want to start to do some more imagining and creating narratives around what liberation looks like. Because I think in the same way that audiences seeing a Black president on 24 made it more palatable once Barack Obama came around, we have the capacity to lay the groundwork in people's neural pathways for like, this is what it could be for black people so that's not just me stalling that's really me saying like what a poignant and important thing for us to be considering
0: all right so this is getting good but let's take a little break and come back in a minute
7: well actually i I remember hearing somebody uh describe freedom as the ability to wake up in the morning and decide what you want to do with your day you know um and uh and i would say black liberation uh, if you link that, you know, to that that related idea of freedom, um, uh, I think it's uh, it, it's connected to self-determination, the ability to uh, decide uh, who you're going to be and uh, what you're going to do with your time and your life and, and what direction you want your community to go. Um, I think it's a it's a freedom from a lot of the the, the colonize, colonized aspects of of what it meant to live in a world that uh, became hellbent on white supremacy. We, you could be a slave and not even know you're a slave. Like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of slaves that think that they're free. But if somebody uh, colonized your mind before you even became conscious of, of what it even means to make your own decision, then you you can think you're doing it yourself, but really you're not. You know, almost like when my uh, when my daughter was 18 and she was telling me that she likes to do this, this and this because that's who she is. She didn't know that I programmed certain things in her when she was four years old. You know what I mean?
3: So Black liberation to us looks like the Black community being able to assert themselves as fully fledged citizens of these United States with all the rights and privileges due to that citizenship and all debts owed to that community paid in full. We have a lot of rights on paper that are great that our ancestors have fought for fled for, died for. But unfortunately, today, we still don't have all those rights respected. And so it's great to, you know, the, the first step being said is having it on paper. But we, we need to continue this work so that they're actually respected. So black liberation looks like that for me.
8: Black liberation to me, and I, and I say this from the vantage point of, of a black psychologist and, and as an African-centered black psychologist, black liberation, simply put, is black people having consciousness that has been freed from Eurocentric colonization. So what I mean by that is, as Black folks, as as African people, we have been socialized to think in ways that undermine who we are as a people. And part of it is because we have not appreciated what it means to be Black, what it means to be African, and we have adopted some ways and mindsets that really are not healthy for our people and so for me black liberation from a from a psychological vantage point means the unshackling of the mind and shedding and ridding ourselves of those harmful and really sort of anti-black anti-african ways of thinking
9: For me, it's a historical term that talks about our fight for freedom and liberation. And what I mean by that is we as a people who were brought to these shores have been subjugated, oppressed, obviously enslaved. And to this day, we suffer from oppression, even if sometimes it's hard for some of us to recognize it to the same degree. And so for me, when we talk about the idea of liberation, what we're talking about is Black folks controlling every and any institution, organization, any economic, social organization even, that has anything to do with the daily lives of Black folks. We, as a people, must control institutions and organizations, not only in our community, but throughout the larger diaspora. Otherwise, we are people who are controlled by others. And if you are controlled by other people, other folks, whether they are well-meaning or not, will tell you what time of day it is. They'll tell you how you should act, what you should learn, how you should view history. And in the end, you'll notice that folks who are oppressive to you even if they smooth that out a little bit, they will continue to keep to power controls. They will continue to keep controls over economics. They'll continue to keep controls over schooling. And even if they put a few of your folks in some positions, that still doesn't mean that the dominant and subservient situation has changed. So for me, liberation can only be thought about in a sense of black people controlling institutions and organizations. And then a little bit more is that those institutions and organizations themselves cannot be coercive and cannot be dominated by a few over the many. So I think when I think about our liberation, particularly our struggle here in the United States, and I think this is true across the diaspora and in Africa. We have to think about anti-capitalist structures. We have to think about communal structures. We have to think about collective structures, things that disperse wealth and knowledge across our communities so that folks have the ability to control their lives and they're not dependent on a few, no matter what that few look like to again tell those folks what they should be doing and how they should be doing it but folks believe that they have some say over their everyday day-to-day life
0: black liberation ain't static y'all it can take many forms many shapes But no matter how different the visions might seem, one thing's clear. Each serves a higher purpose to gain collective freedom and power. The same is true of Push Black. We envision a world where you and I, and all black people, are free to exercise our full humanity. A world where we can simply live and be. You know daily, we as a people, We're bombarded with these messages that tell us we ain't nothing, we're at the bottom of the barrel. But the truth disagrees, and your continued support probably means you're as committed to the truth as Push Black. Self-determination, political, social, and economic autonomy. The self and collective love we have for each other. These are the ideas that Push Black feels are the key to Black liberation. It threads all the content you consume from us, and we thank you for doing that. Your participation brings us closer to actualizing collective liberation. You're powerful, I can't stress it enough, and joining a community can only unite us further to create real-world change. You can start by tapping in to push Blacks online communities. So you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for empowering stories you won't get anywhere else. And keep tuning in the Black History Year and the Two Minute Black History Podcast to recover our past and re-envision the future. All right, so season six is pulling those stunts, y'all. Strap yourselves in. Black liberation is just ahead. And just like that, we're at the end of this episode of Black History Year. This podcast is produced by Push Black, the nation's largest nonprofit black media company. At Push Black, we agree with Marcus Garvey when he said, A people without knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. I'm guessing you probably feel that's important too. I mean, you're here at the end of a podcast. On black history you matter your choice to be here it matters it lets us know that you value this work push black exists because we saw we had to take matters into our own hands and you make push black happen with your contributions at BlackHistoryGear.com. most folks do five or ten bucks a month but any and everything makes a difference thanks for supporting the work Black History Year production team includes Tara Kalani, Brooke Brown, Tasha Taylor, and Lily Workner. Sidney Smith is the associate producer for Push Black. Push Black's executive producers are Michael L. Sesser for Leminha House and Julian Walker for Push Black. Peace.